people, they're just like, who do you think you are? I don't know. I'm a Mara fucking Luciano. <laughs> I used to shy away from words like power, but then it was something I really wanted. No matter how good and perfect you are perceived on the outside, if it's a lie, it's a lie. Then sticking with and wallowing in the past, we're moving into something better, something whole, something deeper, something that has you constantly in the driver's seat. I think the way we're conditioned nowadays is like when you hear power, you're like badass. We've got to be a badass. You're in the leather jacket and have the dark makeup. And when you look at someone like me, I don't even think that you necessarily assume that we would do something like shadow work because I'm very romantic and loving and happy. But that's kind of the beautiful flip side of all of that. Where there's gentleness, there's also ferocity. That level of strength, that level of conscious choice is so incredibly powerful. It is your power. Trusting that your worth is so much deeper than something some old king, priest, emperor laid down on you. Really, it's about whether or not we vibe, whether or not we connect, whether something I say lands. I would rather we show a whole hell of a lot more compassion, kindness to ourselves, and therefore by extension to each other, rather than focusing on how we get it all to work or how we control people or manipulate people into giving us what we want. It's like, dude, just chill. <laughs> Okay, so I just had this fascinating experience that I want to share with you because I had a moment right now where I started to feel like I should be doing more. <laughs> I should be doing something. I should be applying effort. I can hear kind of the echoes of past patterns that I'm looking to change. And this is a great way for me to affirm the new story of what gets to be true. Like I hear myself, I understand where it's coming from. So I've had the empathy and I have the clarity to recognize the self-awareness to recognize, ah, no, this is not how I want to be operating. But <laughs> more importantly, it had me in this kind of like investigative mode for a minute and looking at different things that I've said online. And I found this live stream that perfectly encapsulates what it means to be a non-sacral being if you know anything about human design. If you know anything about human design, you know that projectors in human design are non-sacral beings. They do not have sacrals defined. And in my particular case, as a mental projector, I kind of ride this line of like, I have a projector aura, but I can also operate a lot like a reflector, being that I have so few centers defined and a lot of openness, very few... Uh, gates defined in my chart, except for certain like sort of hot spots in in my design. So in in that way, um, I resonate with a lot of manifester, projector, and um, reflector advice, just in different capacities. Manifestors are manifestors because they have the throat connected to a motor, but they are still non-sacrals. Um, I have my throat defined, and my throat is one of if not the most charged I guess you could say like it has the most definition in my chart so I resonate a lot with those three um what the advice or the insights that and the wisdom that are shared and offered for these three aura types um and that said <laughs> I live surrounded by a ton of sacral beings I we live in a world where there are a ton of them for a good reason, because they gain satisfaction from doing things that are satisfying. You see, so satisfaction has to be in the doing, and it also comes from the result of what they've done. Because the sacral acts as like this, when it's defined, this rechargeable battery, 
the more you find pleasure, the more that you take pleasure in the effort that you put in, you give as much as you get, you get the same back. And so it feels like you could keep going. And living with sacral beings is such a, it's such a wild experience, you know, being the only non-sacral in my whole household and watching how seeing the not self themes play out of like frustration when things don't go the way that they wanted to or they put and redirected or or they directed energy towards something that didn't necessarily give them satisfaction but they assumed would give satisfying results I've seen that loop play out constantly and I've absorbed a lot of that too and so I know what it means to to invest energy in something that ultimately is not going to provide you the results you're looking for and I had this thought in this moment of like you know more effort equals more results Amara and I'm like no 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 no. (laughs) that may be the shadow of my undefined sacral talking but it's flawed math it's not that necessarily more effort is going to create more results or rather it may but the quality of the uh, of the results is going to be questionable. The, quali- the, the results themselves, if they don't have the ingredients in the, in, in the effort to create the result that I'm looking for, then it, it's just like, it makes no sense. We talked about this in the last episode where I mentioned the experience cycle. And the idea is that when you are creating something, creating change, whatever you've used, whatever you've invested whatever you've put into the creation of that thing will be in the final product will be in the end result every single time and I gave the example and it's something I use constantly to remind myself I gave the example that I was taught which is that if you're baking a cake and you decide to use flour flour will always be in the cake doesn't matter what recipe you're following I mean, so long as the recipe itself has flour, but it doesn't matter what style what the taste what the texture is at the end of the session right at the end of you baking you're still going to end up with a cake that has flour in it and so it has me it's such a great way for me to kind of gauge how I'm feeling and where I'm best suited to invest energy and so I know that if I start to do things that I think I should be doing right now I'm going to put up this expectation I'm going to infuse that experience with this expectation with this pressure um with this doubt in the back of my brain because I don't actually know that this is the right thing for me to do I'm just doing it to fill time and to take up space uh so that I don't have to be uncomfortable with the quiet this is huge this is something that was occurring to me I was just reading something that said um the bottom line is the fear of survival and the fear of rejection is the upper limit and this is in a conversation around money. The book is called, I believe, Financial Freedom, and it's by Eden Carpenter. I was floored when I read that. It was like such an aha moment for me reading that because it applies to everything, not just money. You know, fear of survival is the bottom line. So that's where you set your baseline. And that's where you're always kind of working to like meet that baseline to make sure that that bottom line never runs out. And then upper limit fear of rejection, you will only go so far as to the point where you won't be rejected socially. Because as human beings, we don't fear very much on a physiological level other than death and isolation, social isolation. 
right? So that being said, I'm at a point and in a position where I'm financially comfortable. I'm not anywhere near the financial place I want to be, but I am financially comfortable. And what's interesting in this moment of contemplation, and as I was listening to this live that I had done a couple years ago now that was triggering so much in me, (laughs) this was around the time where I was doing prophecy online. Um, Prophecy has evolved into on-purpose sessions, but a lot of the things that that version of me was saying during that live triggered me now. And it's so interesting how we kind of end up in these pattern loops, right? And we do these things that are self-protective, but are not actually going to help us thrive or help us feel aligned with who we really are, allow us to be truly authentic. And what I love so much listening to that live, not only do I feel like hella triggered, I'm like, this girl, this version of me did not give a fuck. Like maybe she did when she was, when she was filming this, I don't know, but I couldn't tell. There was this irreverence, there's this audacity to say I just want to create and receive. I don't want to actually have to work. I don't want to do things for the sake of doing them. So that I'm dependent constantly on effort in order to have more, in order to experience abundance. That doesn't make sense. And she had the audacity to claim that. And I'm so grateful that it's recorded. And I'm going to share it with you in this episode because it was a pep talk. It was the pep talk I needed in this moment. In that live, I am full blown, loud and proud, non-sacral in that moment. I am speaking from kind of like the highest place or in, in, you know, manifestation terms, human design terms, all these things, you know, the highest frequency of being undefined in the sacral where it's like, I'm not going to depend on those things. When I have the impulse, great. However, I don't need that in order to live a financially sustainable life that's what I was saying in that live and you know the more I study human design being this projector as someone who essentially a lot of the time largely especially in my case as a mental projector is manifesting through others as opposed to relying on my own consistency and my own energy all the time in order to create and to receive It's interesting listening back to this live because I can tell that I know a little bit about human design by some of the language that I used in the live stream, but I was nowhere near as far or as in-depth in my experiment as I am now and in my education as I am in now. And so it's really funny. (laughs) Like, it's this weird, like, whoa, what the fuck is happening right now? This is crazy. But again, it's exactly what I needed to hear. I needed to give myself that permission slip again feel empowered again by the fact that I'm not doing anything right now. I've actually achieved a financially comfortable place by holding down essentially two jobs that don't demand very much of me, that I've actually designed in such a way where I'm being paid a whole lot of money right now to sit in someone's home with their animal, who I love very much, and that is it. That is my full responsibility is to make sure that that animal is taken care of and has their routine and feels loved and all of those things. But that doesn't feel like it's taking very much of me. I'm not actually doing anything. You know, it's not like I'm dragging things out there, building something like I'm not physically doing a whole lot. I'm holding space for this animal. I know that a large part of the reason why he's not anxious in this new home that they've bought is because I've, I'm holding space for his energy and allowing him to kind of relax and he can pull from me. It's a really beautiful 
like symbiotic thing happening right now, intentionally so. And I, in another time and place, and even just for a few moments a little while ago, would have devalued that because it's not something tangible that you can see. Or rather, it's not something obviously tangible that you can see. Because if you pay attention, if you were to watch back the footage from now until when this sit is over, you would see that this animal is like living the high life, (laughs) you know, as far as like feeling energetically clear and calm and stable and not feeling anxious like he normally is. He's a very anxious dog. So that's not nothing. (laughs) But I'm not physically doing a whole lot. And yet that is like full projector energy right there, you know, and being paid a whole lot to do it. But in this time, I had these doubts because I'm like, hey, I'm coaching, I'm writing, but I'm not doing a whole lot of that right now in this moment. Ah, that's bad. Ah, that defeats the purpose of my mission. And it's like, no, my mission being to add love to the world is a never ending thing. It happens in any moment, whether I'm writing or coaching. Those are just two of the ways that I like to do it. But it also I don't mind that it's taking a little time to establish itself. Sometimes it needs to, especially because I'm manifesting through others. I'm allowing myself to be seen through others and and calling forward what I actually want. But between that and the nine to five that I have where I've managed to honestly unofficially have it where I'm there very little physically present in that office two to three times a week for a very short amount of time, um, I'm living pretty well (laughs) right now as far as like being in these traditionally, being sort of like traditionally employed and, you know, offering services that don't, again, like I said, they don't demand a lot of me. And physically, I don't feel drained and taxed and I don't have to rely on me constantly doing effort in order to maintain results or to maintain and hold down that job or whatever it is. So I've already, so what I love about this that I can share with you before I share, like I said, this live stream and you can take from this pep talk, all of the things that maybe I did new things and feel the triggers and all, and, and take the time to be self-aware of why you're being triggered by what I'm saying. Because again, I've always had the audacity to say like, nah, dude, like it gets to be effortless. And it was such a well-timed reminder, but I think... <clears throat> What I love so much about this is if the upper limit is this fear of rejection, meaning you can only get to as far of a place, you can only go so far as to when you're no longer at a place where you fear fear rejection. Right now in this moment, the only reason that I am afraid to do little to nothing and feel like I should be doing more is because for some reason, somehow, I saw, I started to perceive judgment. I started to perceive whether it was actually happening, whether it's from a past experience. I, I think, if I can think more clearly about it, it was like a snippet of a voice of like a thought, like from a conversation somewhere, sometime in place, where I felt judged out of nowhere. And so I perceived judgment happening, and I started to feel this like panic pressure of like, I need to fawn, right? Fight, flight, freeze, fun. Fight and flight um, are responses from the nervous system. So is freeze. It's from a different part of the nervous system. And then fun is actually a combination of the three. 
and the like the way that we act it's a combination it's a behavior fawn is a behavior it's not a nervous system response necessarily it's a response to what's going on in the nervous system weirdly enough so because i could tell that i was in this place of like this kind of weird merging of fight flight a little bit of freeze <laughs> in there because I could see where all of that was kind of coming out of me. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm perceiving danger somehow. And judgment for me has always felt really dangerous in the past. So I'm perceiving judgment. It feels dangerous. Now I'm starting to feel pressure from my undefined root to help me, to motivate me to get away from this feeling. And it's like, so what's happening at this place of being financially comfortable and wanting to crack through this new limit or like get to this new place financially I have to be able to move past the fear of rejection in this moment where if I tell people about how I'm living right now where literally I do very little and collect a lot of money (laughs) like for an average person I'm doing pretty well I do very little when I tell people that to be able to accept that in the mainstream in society that doesn't look quote unquote good it doesn't seem valuable and decide with my undefined ego or will center heart center no it is of value because i'm reaping the benefits of the value of it and honestly so is everyone else because the more i am good right? Like I feel God, the better I can support other people, the better I can deepen or have more availability and capacity for other relationships to deepen those relationships, to develop intimacy with others. The more freedom of choice I have, the more that means I get to choose them as well, you know? So everybody benefits. I never understood that before, but hearing this live and talking this through and saying these things, I realized like, That is the thing that's going to help me get to, quote unquote, the next level. Not sure how much I believe in sort of like next level, but it kind of has a fun ring to it in the sense of like, I'm not a full on gamer, but I come from a family of gamers and I dabble here and there. And, you know, I do like the dopamine rush of kicking ass at a level and going to the next one. So I understand the concept, right? And the construct of that. But more importantly... In order for me to create the change and create the outcome I want of more money equals less effort, (laughs) this is the work. It's not going to go write a blog post really quickly because I feel like I should, even though I don't necessarily have much to say in this moment. It's being comfortable with being potentially rejected or at least judged by other people for living the way that I live because it's only going to continue in this way. So I've created something that I am content with for now because in the process of creating it, the thing that I put into it was minimal effort. So I'm living and experiencing results around minimal effort and I'm cool with that. In order to sustain that life and honestly expand that into other things and expand the abundance I gain from that, because that's how I genuinely am here to operate. I, When I'm by myself, I do not want to do much. I like the quiet. I like listening to myself think. I like reading. I like singing. I like dancing. I like listening to music. I like just being, existing, 
going for walks occasionally and that's it. Like I'm not one to be doing a whole hell of a lot. Being able to accept that about myself and and at the same time knowing that multiple truths can exist at the same time where I feel free, I feel good, and others may or may not perceive me as lazy. Other Others may or may not perceive me as unworthy and undeserving. Both of those things can exist. All of those things can exist, exist rather. And through it all, if I accept all of that and continue to choose what I actually want, I'll be golden. I'll be golden. So without further ado, I'm going to play this live for you and you'll see what I mean. You know that fucking TikTok? I don't I I don't dream of labor. I do not. I was just on a call today that had me all inspired and lit up. I'll tell you right now, do not fucking work. I do not labor. I create and receive. This has nothing whatsoever to do with what other people have said is possible, what other people believe you can do, what other people believe you can manifest and create, whatever. This is what I've decided for me. That's why you find me so damn magical. Because what I have said and I realized this from the beginning, but it's just all coming together, all the synchronicities. What I have said from the beginning is that it gets to be fucking effortless. It just do. I don't fucking work. I create and receive. And to be honest, I want to be more in the receiving space than anything else. And I've made a commitment to myself this past... Honestly, it's been something I've been priming myself for for a while, but just recently have decided, oh, this is how it gets to be, honey. Because it do. It do get to be like this. I don't... I have no dreams of labor like that fucking TikTok. I don't want to be working. I don't want to be laboring. I was actually having a conversation with uh, a woman who's going to have a prophecy before prophecy even becomes a thing which is amazing it's so fun to see spots <laughs> fucking filling up and the and prophecy's not even open and this is what is desire this is what is craved and this is what i represent this this is the ideal no work it's creating or receiving at least it is for me i have no desire to lean in I have no desire to hustle. I have no desire to work myself to the bone. I have no desire to try to hold anything afloat, hold anything together. I rescind <laughs> and reject and release any and all mode of responsibility that feels pressurized, societally expected, marginalized, what have you not here for any of it what i am here for i love fucking receiving and what's so beautiful about receiving is it's so affirming for the giver it's so affirming and freeing for them because there are just people in this world in general who are designed and who to who just deeply desire to give who just know instinctually how to give and want to so there are people who can handle that there are people who can handle giving and then there are the people who deeply desire to give and then there's just being given in the moment, a moment, an experience, something's happening, something's going on. And you are just, you are right place, right time, open wide, ready to receive. That's how I be.
And when I'm not in that space, it's because I desire to create. And more often than not, I want to co-create. I don't want to do the, all the heavy lifting. I don't want to hold the burden, hold everything together. I want to lead. I want to be potent and powerful in my contributions, my insight, my wisdom. I want to share and I want to be part of something and I like making something happen, right? Or bringing something into fruition. But doing it all on my own is deeply unappealing. Is rarely appealing. The only time I like to do things on my own is when it's for me, when I'm on my own. <laughs> and I'm just being me, doing me, that's that. But when it comes to projects, when it comes to working with clients, when it comes to opening this portal wider or actually accepting a bigger influx of people into this space, it's a, it's a collaboration. And even when it comes to what I'm manifesting, I am co-creating with the universe. There is no work involved. The only thing I'm working is my trust. That's it. Practicing, deciding, and surrendering. Practicing that flow, practicing that harmony. But otherwise, I'm either creating, and generally speaking, I'm co-creating with some kind of force, element, frequency, person, event, or place, or I'm receiving. Downloading, channeling, living, being intuiting and that is the kind of life i want to have that is the empire i'm building where i get to be super creative and i get to receive most of the time i get to be lavished with praise and adored and given opportunities and supported and all the things and every aspect of my life i get to have those things because that's what i've decided i'm gonna have i'm gonna fucking have it or else I'm going to wreak havoc. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but there's no pouting. There's no whining. There's no moping. There's no begging and wishing and longing. Longing and desiring is great to get you in the point of fixation of what it is that you're looking to create. Right? Like what you're looking to co-create and what you're ready to receive. It's so good for honing that, for refining that, for seeing that so deeply. But we don't want to stay there because at some point you're going to want to have it, right? And if you don't want to have it, then yeah, you can stay in the, in the longing and the lusting and the, the desiring. But at some point you want to have it, right? Most things, most experiences. Because really what we want is just experiences. Experience of another person, an experience of a, a feeling, an experience of a place, an experience of a milestone, an experience of a thing. We're just collecting experiences and it makes no sense that we have been sold this lie and continue to believe this lie that we have to work to experience. What kind of bullshit malarkey is that? So I'm busting that myth wide open. I'm here to remind you today. If that's not what you're about, if that's not what you want, then I see something bigger for you. I see something more powerful than that. I see something deeper than that based on your speciality, based on your uniqueness, based on your desires, based on all of the synchronicities and messages and wisdom you've collected. I see you differently. I see your potential differently. I see what's to come differently. The prophecy is there waiting for you. 
It's right here. It's yours to claim. It's so easy to claim it. It's so, like fucking empowering to claim it. So delightful and satisfying to claim it. This is your prophecy. You are meant for more. You are meant for more than the mental drudgery and the slave labor and the soul suicide and the comparisonitis and every other plague on your authenticity. If you've ever been considered too much, too lazy, too this, too this, too that, too this, too this, too that, fuck all of that. Tap into the leisure of it all, the sexiness of it all, the innovation of it all, the power of it all, because it's right there waiting for you. You want to lean into your specific gifts and stop pulling from every other reserve that's not actually meant to be pulled from because that's where you get drained from. I am so meant to hold this energy and this image of like this oracle at Delphi, this Pythia, this glorious woman who just lean, leans back, co-creates and receives, just does her thing. Hello, Kelly. I am so meant to be that woman. The oracle at Delphi was notorious for just crafting one prophecy every single day and every other moment of the day was just lavished and adored with gifts payments support all kinds of things it got to be so easy and she had this ginormous wait list because there was essentially a long queue line out her butthole of people just dying to know to be certain and it makes sense for how i'm designed to be stepping into this, this, to be embodying this, to have people flocking to me and coming to me being like, I need to know, I need to know, I have this vision, but how do I make it come true? How do I fulfill what I've always known to be true? How do I fulfill that? How do I fulfill my prophecy? How do I fulfill my destiny? How do I choose it? How do I choose my purpose? And how do I infuse and bring together all of these different pieces, these synchronicities, moments, these gifts, these things that I'm good at in the abstract when I'm, conver when I'm conversing with other people and they go, oh, hey, you're really good at that. How do I bring that into the crystal ball? And when the smoke clears, how can, can you just show me what, what will I see? What, what's going to happen? I'm going to show you what's inside of the crystal ball. I'm going to show you your prophecy. But I'm going to affirm and validate. But more specifically, deepen your vision. Bring it into the physical. Instead of just keeping it locked in your head, we're bringing it into reality. Blending fantasy and reality. We're creating exactly what you want to create. We're getting super fucking intentional. Because that is what I'm here for. Creating and receiving. There is no working. <laughs> I do not work. I'll create an Instagram post because there's something I really want to say. Because I have a message to share in this portal that is open regardless of whether or not I am physically present in it. And people can see my gifts regardless of whether or not I'm physically present in it. I am just creating. 
I own a publishing company. I write books. I don't work to make the books come alive. I create them. And if I can step into co-creation and collaboration more than just doing it all myself, you best believe, because your girl doesn't need to know all the answers, does not have to bring the vision to life by itself. This is why in the Empress Mastermind, we were working so much around receiving and receiving support from all avenues, from all people, because we are not, we are whole on our own, but we are not complete without each other. There are things, there are gifts, there are things about other people that are just so magical that when you combine them with who you are, it's a fucking explosion. And you get to create something that much deeper, that much richer, that much more impactful. Like, I'm just, I'm fucking prophesizing right now. Get ready. Like, this is, you're about to have some magical shit start to happen to you today off of this live. Shit's been happening to me like crazy. This is why I've been celebrating like crazy. Since June 29th, there has been a complete shift, a whole ass pivot. We are stepping fully into this, seeing myself so deeply, embodying something so potent, mysterious, and powerful, and settling for nothing less. Certainly not fucking labor. <laughs> Creating, receiving, love it. Yes, that's all there is. You're in my world, that is all there is. I am not going to teach you how to break your back for someone else. I'm not going to teach you how to break your back for yourself and for your business or whatever it is or for the people that you love. No. I'm going to show you how to simplify all of that. Lean back a whole hell of a lot more. Own what's interesting and exciting and thrilling and fascinating about you and seductive about you. And then you're just going to let, we're going to let the love spells unfold and the beauty charms arise and the abundance vibes to settle and sprinkle over everything and create magic sparkly dust. Because that's how we roll with a butterfly settled on my head. So I'm going to leave you here. Please share this message. We create and receive. We are not meant to work. Love you. So Amara is a very direct person. She's very no-nonsense and she doesn't coddle people. Are you in my head? <laughs> <laughs> when I started looking into your classes and Strut Your Story was first and I was like, well, we're a wallflower. Like we just hang out and we hide and we gotta fix that first. You're not you're not going to coddle someone or do the oh baby and oh look I'm taking care. No no no. You you give real love. I have to say when you give honest and direct advice information, it's not like it comes out rough and ragged. It's a nice clean like where it's like oh. Yeah, she's right. It comes with a. It comes from a place of love. It comes from a place of great knowledge, and it comes mm -hmm. from a place of understanding. It was exactly what I needed at the right time, and I'm so grateful to you, Amara. You know, she's 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 a fucking icon.